I'm Jack Kennedy, and we're here to bring you the latest in MMA. My name is Hunter Boss, and what the boss says goes. What is up, everyone? My name is Keaton McNamara, and you already know what time it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MMA Island podcast i am jack kennedy alongside keelan mcnamara and hunter boss well guys today is not just a typical episode because we're not starting with the news today for the first time in forever we're starting off with a game um essentially it's like guess who or headbands or whatever um two of us have picked a fighter and the odd one out will have to find out who that fighter is they have five hints around three minutes to guess who it is it's going to be difficult but i'm very excited to try this out we all are um, the first team is me and Keelan, so we have picked a fighter, and Hunter will be guessing first, so I guess we're just going to go ahead and get right into it. All right. Let's do it. You yeah. guys aren't going to stump me. Okay, let's do it. Right. Has <laughs> this fighter ever been a UFC champion? No. No. Ooh, okay. That's Does what... this fighter fight a below 170 pounds? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is this fighter... A 155-er. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. Two guesses to guess a fighter now. <laughs> All right. Possible. I've so narrowed good. down the weight class. Let's do yes. it, boys. <laughs> um, has class, this too. fighter ever been in the top five? No. No. Oh, you bitches. You guys suck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My final guess. Here we go. <laughs> um, I'm going to guess. Well, you get one more hint. You get one more hint. Oh, I get one more hint than I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, five okay. hints, five hints. Okay. okay. Um, is this fighter currently in the rankings? I don't think so. Let me look. I don't think he is. Diego Fiera is no longer in the rankings. That's crazy. Jeez, <laughs> that's my guess. By the way, oh, that's your uh, <laughs> not quite. Um, Damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way he. No, he's not in the rankings. No. Okay. He's not in the rankings. No. Okay. Um, all right. Let's do. How about Let you get guess. like you get like three guesses. Three guesses. Three guesses okay. at the end. Yeah, I like that. And he's no longer in the rankings, which means he was probably in the rankings at one point in time. Man. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with. If you guys had to check, it's not it. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know. This is so tough. This is terrible. Um, Edson, no, Edson just fights at 145, so you guys wouldn't do that to me. Um, bro, my guess is Diego Fieta. That's it. That's I don't it. Got anything guess. else? Yeah. All right, Keelan, all together. One, two, three. Bobby Green. Bobby Green. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Good style fighting. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Okay. All um, right. Next team, Hunter. You're on. You're on this side now. So Hunter and I versus uh, versus Keelan, I suppose. Um, Keelan, you're good. Is it Ian Gary? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 That's, I mean, that's one guess out of the way. 
Okay, so still the fight. Okay, yeah. um, was this fighter? Has this fighter ever been a champion? No, no. Does this fighter fight at a weight division, one hundred and fifty-five pounds or above? Yes. Yes. Okay. Is this fighter from the American continent? Yeah, it's a good question. Yes. yes. Okay, so it's 55 or above. They're from the American continent. They haven't been a champion. This is interesting. Does this fighter fight at welterweight? No. No. Okay. Hmm, and that's four. Is this fighter ranked? Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's oh, all five. One yeah. guess. Down. <laughs> yeah. I narrowed it down to about 50 pounds of range. Exactly. Um, <laughs> you get two guesses. We got oh, to do, do 10 hints now. We got to do 10 hits next time. Okay. Yep. You know what? It's all right. This all good. Oh, who could this be? Is it Robert Whitaker? No. No. He no is not from the Americas either. Crap. So. Yeah, he was a former champion. <laughs> okay, so we have one more guess. Is it. Is it Cyril Gunn? No. Oh, no. 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 And he's also not from the Americas, so. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I failed miserably. <laughs> it's okay, bro. It's okay. All right, Jack, on three? Yeah, yeah. One. One, two, three. Derek Lewis. Oh, okay. That was good. At least I was in the right division. At least I was in the right division. I mean, you ended, that's why me and, me and Jack were surprised. We're like, I was Whoa. like, oh. <laughs> Close? Yeah. All right, fair enough. That was a good one. That was a good one. I like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, Jack. I guess here we go. Got? Is Let's this go, person... Keelan, me and you. Dab me up. Bop, bop, bop. Boom. Okay. Oh, he, didn't, do he didn't do it. All right. It's okay. Uh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> this person in the men's bantamweight division. No. No. He's not. Oh, that's, a, that's bad. Okay. Uh, is this person from the United States of America? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, is this person above 135? Yes. Yes. Is this person in the welterweight division? Yes. Yes. Um, is this someone we talk about often on the podcast? Define often. Yeah, define often. Okay, can I rephrase the question? Is this someone... Is this someone that we tend to favor or is on our bad list for the podcast? Or are they not on that? Favor him as opposed to bad. Yeah. Okay, so now I get three guesses. Okay. Three guesses. Steven Thompson? No. Nope. Vicente Luque? Nope. One more. Uh, Robbie Lawler. Yes. yes. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. No way. Woo. Wow. That's good amazing. Yes. Good guess. Thank yeah. you. That was a very good guess. Well done. Zach. I was leaning Colby Covington until it was on the, uh, you know, we kind of favored, favored him. us. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, who doesn't like Robbie Law? Yeah, <laughs> everybody loves Robbie. Yeah. Oh. Even Rory McDonald likes Robbie Law. Right. Yeah. For real. <laughs> 
Yeah. yeah I, next I, time we do that game, though, I think maybe maybe like seven hints or eight. We'll do eight probably. And yeah. maybe start with the weight class. You know, there's different strategies, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to do – so originally before we got into that, I was thinking Corey Sanhagen or mm. Sean O'Malley or Cody Garbrandt. However, all three of those are too obvious, I think. So, yeah, I like it. That was a lot of fun. Um, I'm still shocked that happened. All right. Well, <laughs> let's move on to the best of the best today. Uh, and we're talking some Charles Oliveira. Um, Charles Oliveira, he's going to fight Islam Makachev, UFC 280 in Abu Dhabi. Um, if Charles Oliveira beats Islam, is he in contention for the greatest lightweight of all time? Hunter, what do you think? No. Not yet. Ooh, okay. I don't think so. Um, if he beats Islam, he ties Khabib for the amount of title defenses he's ever had, which at, at three. All right. And he's basically beaten the same people Habib has beaten now. Justin Poirier, Justin Gaethje. Um, obviously, Habib didn't fight Islam Makachev, but um, this will be a really tough test for Charles Oliveira as it is. I think if Oliveira wins another time after this, then I think on paper, yes, obviously he passes Habib. Uh, and even off paper i think he does too because he's not only beating these fighters he's beating all these fighters in like the first or second round habib it took five to four rounds to three to two i mean it kept going down don't get me wrong he was getting better as he goes but he retired early 29 and now only 13 fights in the ufc Oliveira's had 11 fights in the lightweight division alone he's on 11 fight winning streak currently last yeah. person he lost to was paul felder in the lightweight division and he hasn't lost to anyone since then in the lightweight division so if you count Khabib's O, count Oliveira at 155 with just one loss. And I'd say, yeah, two more defenses. He's the best lightweight ever to live. But just one? Nope, not yet. Yeah, I think this is a really great question, and I'm glad we're discussing it. Um, I think a lot of people are getting slightly carried away with GOAT talk because of Alexander Volkanovsky, yeah. actually, which is a very, very different debate. Don't get me wrong. Look, I love, we all love Charles Oliveira. There's no point in saying I just love him because I know we all do. Um, but I think this is slightly premature, very, very slightly premature. Don't get me wrong. This is probably the most fearsome lightweight since Habib is Islam Makachev. So let's not underestimate the caliber of wins that Charles Oliveira could have if he beats Islam Makachev. It would have been Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, and Islam Makachev who is basically Habib 2.0, if we're being honest. That's a mightily impressive hit list by anybody's standards. But Goat Talk is maybe just an echelon slightly above. I mean, let's not forget we have BJ Penn in this conversation. We have Habib in this conversation. We have some real heavy hitters in this discussion. I personally think, if I, I actually do agree with Hunter, I think if he beats Islam Makachev, and especially if he beats him as dominantly as he beat Dustin and um, Michael Chandler and Justin Gaethje, I think he exceeds Habib, at which point it's probably just him and BJ Penn. And then I think if you have one or two more title defenses, I'm not really seeing the argument. I mean, every fight he has fought has been exhilarating to watch. Every fight he's looked like he's down, he's looked like he's out. Every fight he comes back, his jiu-jitsu is such a joy to watch. I mean, how many people can you even say about that? His jiu-jitsu is such a pleasure to watch. It's deadly. It's just unbelievable. So I think after this 
Makachev fight if he wins it's slightly too premature I think he's on the Mount Rushmore with a, with a Makachev win but GOAT talk can only really come from a couple of more defences so I'm kind of on the same territory as Hunter in this discussion slightly too soon but easily achievable yeah no I think we, we all agree here I, I think that for me what it comes down to is that to beat someone in the GOAT conversation and you have the same amount of title defenses, you have to have been facing really far superior competition. And in reality, Charles Oliveira has faced the exact same competition that Habib has faced, except for Habib did it, it, except for Connor. Yeah. But Habib did it perfectly. Habib didn't get dropped. He didn't really suffer any, you know, too much damage. Oliveira has been dropped in every single one of those fights. Hey, he hasn't, he has not made it look easy. Um, and that's why we love Charles Oliveira as well, because he gets dropped 10-8. You know, Keelan sent that meme today. It's true. Like, he'll trade 10-8 for a win. Like, it's it's accurate. Um, and that's why we love Charles Oliveira. But for me, to, to beat out Habib in the GOAT conversation at lightweight, I agree with you, Hunter. At least he needs to surpass the title defenses list. So he needs to get, at least get four. I think the perfect way, I, I really think the way he could do it potentially is if he beats Makachev, which one, that would be such an, an impressive win because he's listed right now as the underdog for that fight. Makachev is minus 200 entering that fight. Um, if he beats that, who's Habib's protege, right? First off, no one's been beating Makachev since that one fight where he got knocked out way back when. Um, that would be unbelievably impressive. And Charles Oliveira, just arguably one of the best victories of his career. And then what the fight could be to cement the GOAT legacy at 155 is the one and only Alexander Volkanovsky if he moves up to fight him. That might be the fight where he surpasses Habib. Again, all of that is a hypothetical. The reason we're saying this is because of how good of an opponent Islam Makachev is. Um, so I agree with you guys 100%. bit premature. Um, I, and it, we also, again, I, I've said this like three podcasts in a row. MMA fans, memory. I, everybody suffers from short-term memory loss if you're a UFC fan. Habib, oh my goodness. Unbelievable throughout his entire career. And in, whenever he was the champion, he made it look easy against the best of the best. So for me, it's going to be a little bit before Charles Oliveira becomes the goat of lightweight. However, I don't rule it out. I love Charles Oliveira for sure. Can we talk about those opening odds real quick, guys? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why? First off, why? I mean, Oliveira has been shown he has a weakness to striking that he might be almost – he could be knocked out. He's been knocked down. Yeah. He's been knocked out. He's been TKO'd before in featherweight, yeah. at least. But he's never been like out wrestled or out ground gamed. I feel like, other than like, I mean, maybe Anthony Pettis, if you count that weird um, submission victory over him over all Rivera back yeah. in like featherweight. But like at lightweight, he seemed almost virtually unstoppable. And Islam Makhachev hasn't beaten one person in the top ten currently. That who's in the current top ten roster isn't beaten one person. Sure, he's made every fight look easy, but when you're fighting. I don't want to say scrubs, but you're not fighting at the level of competition Charles Oliveira is fighting at. And yeah. Oliveira is still finishing his opponents. I mean, Makachev is too, but he's not fighting top 10 lightweights right now. He's so got it's a title shot for Bobby. Weird. It's a weird reason yep. why he's opening up as a favorite. Yep. Maybe it's just because he has so much resemblance to Khabib. But honestly, Smart Money says, bet on Oliveira this fight, boys. Yeah, it turns out the hood fighting style carries more weight than we thought it did. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a valid point. You know, he hasn't even beaten a top 10 opponent, and we're still discussing this. I mean, you know, Islam Makhachev is obviously supremely confident and he's every right to be. But let's not forget, you are stepping 
into the octagon with an anaconda, an incredibly aggressive, vicious, fight-ending anaconda in Charles Oliveira. And the thing is with Islam Makachev is that his biggest strength could be his, his biggest weakness, which is really weird to say, because Charles Oliveira loves the grind. He, in fact, he wants every fight to be on the grind. And Islam Makachev has faced people who actively tried to stop that from happening. What is it going to be like when he faces someone who embraces that and wants that perhaps even more than he does? And let's be honest, Oliveira's one weakness, which is striking, is probably not going to be a factor in this fight. Yeah. Because yeah. as good, you know, Islam Makachev's striking has improved, but it's not Dustin Poirier's boxing, it's not Justin Gagey's kickboxing, it ain't Michael Chandler's boxing. So as far as I can see, this fight's going to be settled on the ground, and it's going to be a lot closer than people think it is. These Vegas odds are ridiculous. I mean, most of the time they normally are, but this one's even more stupid than normal. I don't get it at all. How about this? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong or if you disagree with me, but I give the striking advantage to Charles Oliveira. Look at what yeah, you just Justin Gaethje. He rocked Poirier with the knees and stuff. He's he's so good with like the Muay Thai, throwing the knees up and everything and his strikes. He's constantly improving. Now he gets dropped a bunch, but again, Keelan, to your point, this is not Dustin Poirier who's mixing in these combinations. Makachev is a faint to take down big overhand right type of guy. Like even if that lands, Oliveira's just going to be like, okay, Let's go to the ground now. Like it's it's such a fascinating matchup, and I agree with you. To have the champion, not only is he the underdog, he's a plus like 160, 170 underdog to a minus 200 Makachev. That's a big underdog crazy, for a champion. Crazy. So I'm so excited. That's going to be awesome. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the last topic of the day, the discussion of the week. Um, and it's Yair Rodriguez with the victory. Now, technically, all right, let me start off. Technically, all three of us were right. He did win, right? We were technically right, so we'll leave it there. Um, who is next for Yair Rodriguez? Hunter, what do you think? I want Brian Ortega again, guys. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. That fight looked like it was getting good. Yeah, that, was, that was fun for the, how little it lasted. But yeah. honestly, I mean, Volkanovski, he can take a little break if he wants. He's the champ right now. But run that back. Yeah. If, if Ortega – okay, here's, here's my stipulation for that at least. If Ortega is healthy in under four months, I say run it back. If he's not, give him the title shot. I'd say. I think I think Yair has done enough. He's shown how difficult of a competition he could be to the second best featherweight in the world at uh, Max Holloway, um, and he showed that he could hold his own against Ortega. I mean, if we're all being if we're being technical here, which I hate being technical because I hate technical te- technicalities. Yeah. But Yair had Brian Ortega in, a, in an arm bar while the injury happened. So, I mean, it's like, it's not, I, I hate how they considered a TKO victory. I would have considered it just about anything other than a TKO victory, yeah. but guy is still that talented. And I think he's, he can, he's ready for a title shot. He's, he presents something to you, uh, Volkanovsky that Volkanovsky's never seen before. And that's a versatility and striking. And he could throw anything and the kitchen sink and Volkanovsky might not know what's coming. So I think given the title shot, it'll be an interesting fight, but that is, if Ortega's injury is pit, puts him out of the fight game for more than four months. Interesting. I have two options. Hunter's already mentioned one of them. 
But the second, Jack is not going to want to be my friend for anymore because I will have stolen his thunder, and I am sorry, Jack. The first one, I'm not going to go into any great detail about because I agree with Hunter. I'd love to see them run that back. I do think Yair was starting to get really comfortable on the feet, and I think he was eventually going to win anyway, but I'd like to see it run back because, you know, there was such an unfortunate ending, yeah. and I wish Brian Ortega well in his recovery, more importantly. My second one is Yair Rodriguez-Josh Emmett. And I want to see that fight. I do not want an interim title for that. I think that would be stupid, and I think it would be disrespectful. But I do want it as a final eliminator for the number one contender. The thing is, we can't, whether Calvin Cater won or not, which I still think he did, but whether he did or not, Josh Emmett is the number one contender right now. You can't ignore him anymore. He's beaten nearly everybody else in the division. The thing is, Yair Rodriguez is more spectacular. He has the more highlight reel wins, whereas Josh Emmett has ground out, you know, probably more wins than Yair. So the only way to nullify that coexistence is to put them into a number one contender match. And that's the only way you really resolve the division. Everything else is fine, but Josh Emmett's on a however many winning fight streak and Yair Rodriguez technically just beat Brian Ortega one way or the other so to clear up the backlog that's what I would do maybe a fight night in an event Yair Rodriguez Josh Emmett winner gets Volk yeah you know Keelan that actually was not my pick but I respect that that you were thinking that might have been because that is a lot iteration <laughs> that's a perfectly logical thing to say um my thinking is uh, Josh Emmett. I, I I did still edge that to Calvin Cater that fight. Um, I really want to see Ortega versus Yair again because yeah. that was so much. It looked like it was going to be amazing. It looked like that was going to be a five round war. I was I was excited for it. So I say this. Um, I say Volkanovski makes a public statement that he's not interested in fighting for the featherweight title for the time being. Wants to wait out the lightweight picture. Yair Rodriguez, Brian Ortega interim title fight co-main a pay-per-view or something like that that's the way i'd like to go i think i think that's the i think that's the way the ufc goes I, again josh emmett yeah you would be a lot of fun you know but i really i think ortega is i think ortega would beat josh emmett is the thing so maybe but you can't have yeah sit out it's a weird situation i think the way things ended let's be respectful let's just have a matchup again i want to see it again add some more stakes to it just because there's nothing else going on in the division um, and that's the way I think I think that uh, featherweight should roll, but we'll see. Yeah, all good shouts. I like it. There's no wrong answers here, boys. Yeah, exactly. yeah. But we'll see how Dana views it. <laughs> Dana, we know you watch the show. Come on, make <laughs> one of these happen. Give us our credit. You know that you know that it's true, Dana. Come on, we all know. But yeah, I agree with those. There's no wrong answer there. If I'm being honest, I don't know. I don't know if. The problem is Ortega has technically, even though that was a very unfortunate ending, he's technically lost twice now. And I don't know if I can justify putting him in for an interim title for losing yeah. twice. Even though he was my pick in the draft, and I do like Brian Ortega, I don't think I can justify that over Josh Emmett. I think Josh has worked too hard to not get at least a final eliminator shot. So there are no wrong answers, I agree with you. But if I was pushed for one... That would be my choice. Yeah. No, I, I that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I've got a good shout, by the way. Okay. What I'm about um, the second best Brazilian jiu-jitsu artist in the division being um, Arkansas's finest? Ah. Bryce Mitchell. Because he's talking okay. shit on Twitter right now, too. He yeah. called out Yair. Could yeah. be a fun matchup. I mean, 
I don't know how much I, I need to see it, but it's something <laughs> I'd like to see. So I'd like yeah, 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 yeah. How about yeah, yeah, Josh Emmett while while Ortega and yeah, you're figuring it out, you know, match those guys up. Say, say that again. I think you said Yair twice. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. How about yeah. <laughs> uh, Josh Josh Emmett versus Bryce Mitchell while yeah, you okay. and, uh, and and Ortega are finishing it out. That, that, I don't like that too. I don't hate that. Yeah. It's just such there a There you weird... go, Dana. We fixed it. Yeah. Like <laughs> always. Like always. I mean... We fixed our own solution where we are we are very, very practical and we're spontaneous in the MMA Island podcast. Right here. The Olympics wouldn't listen to us. Better idea. But Dana White, you have the opportunity right now. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. Great podcast, guys. Apparently, I'm the game champion first time. Uh, I'll take it. Um Everyone, make sure to like and subscribe on YouTube. You can listen to us everywhere, literally everywhere, including iTunes and Spotify. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at MMA.Island and check out our website, MMAIsland.net. As always, again, everyone, thank you so much for listening and great podcast, guys. Thank you, guys. Amazing, guys. Thank you.